0: Black turtleneck on, check. Black Scullion, check. It must be college football season. And before we get into today's episode, I'm not trying to hit nothing about no oh, the season. I'll start the week one. Go sit in the corner and never talk college football with me. The college football starts now in week zero. We're going to talk about some week zero expectations. We're going to talk about that Hawaii and Vandy game in Cashville, Tennessee. Shout out to Tennessee. I'm sorry. Shout out to Young Buck. He, I remember him coining that term. Somebody else might have made it before, but I remember him saying that. Florida International versus L.A. Tech. Shout out to Conference USA for giving us a Conference USA game week zero. This game is going to have a lot of implications as it pertains to standings this upcoming season. Don't get me wrong. The Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky are the standard in that conference they are going to be extremely explosive this year, but we're still getting a good game with two teams that I believe are going to improve this year. Notre Dame versus Navy, Navy in Dublin, Ireland. Fun fact, these two teams played in uh, Ireland back in 2012. It was a debacle. I believe this game will be much closer. Plus, much, much more. Only on the governor of college football. Hashtag, go CFB. CFB Nation, your only college football destination. Like get it. Welcome, 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 welcome to welcome, welcome, welcome to the governor of college football. Why, Vandy? Whew! I want to see how much Timmy Chang and his crew have put, how much work they've put in this season. That sixty-three to ten game was not pretty. Week zero last game, and that was at home. Now you have to go to Nashville. How much better has this team got? Let's talk about some of the last year things with Hawaii. First thing first, I'm an analytical guy. If you didn't know that, you're gonna find out real quickly if you've never seen the show. They finished ninth in their conference and scoring last season. They averaged 19.8 points per game. They finished dead last. In the conference, defensively allowing 34.7 points per game. Success rate is my favorite analytical stat. It means, and all it is, is that on first down, you get 50% of the yards to gain. So, a second and five were better. On second down, you get 70% of the yards or better. So, third down should be third down and three or or better. And then on third and fourth down, you get the first down. That is success rate. That is how we analyze how successful teams are are in down and distance so the success rate for hawaii was 40 offensively where hawaii got themselves in trouble is it was 37 a lot 38 a lot 39 a lot 30 10 a lot 30 10 plus a lot that can't happen and then you mix in the fact that this team made a schematic change after the first quarter of the season they went to the run and shoot that doesn't help matters at all it really doesn't but offensively The player that I'm looking at for Hawaii is Tyler Hines. Scat back, very dangerous. The issue was that Hawaii will be trailing in games, and they couldn't give him the toast that he needs. But he had 643 yards and just 83 carries at 7.6 yards per carry. Get him carries. He's going to make plays. also quarterback uh, Braden Skager. Um, I believe he should have a much more formidable season. He had an entire offseason. Spring ball. um, Fall camp this entire time to be able to get that system in. So, I'm hoping that we see a much more improved Hawaii team this year. Defensively, the player to watch for the Rainbow Warriors is safety, free safety, Peter Manuma. He's dynamic. If you turn on a Hawaii say from last year, you just see a player standing out. That time out of 10, is going to be Peter Manuma. Let's move over to the Vandy side. There's a lot of interesting things with Vandy. They started off the season hot last year, 63-10. to 10. Um some of us were trying to just figure out hey is this team going bowling or not? We, we really, you know, couldn't figure out if they were going going bowling. Anyway, they didn't but they were close. With everything that happened in the offseason, season, they're still re- returning 73% of their production offensively. Keep in mind Ray Davis, he's gone. He's with Kentucky. Keep in mind Mike Wright, he's also gone. He's with Mississippi State. They'll return 73% of your production. That's pretty damn good. That's, that's, that's really good. Defensively, they're returning 53% of their production from last season. Not bad at all. Success rate for Vanity 40% same as Hawaii. You're getting down the distance. The word of the day is have favorable down and distances. This is how you win games. Favorable down and distances both offensively and defensively. How you win ball games and fifty, and 46% defensively They're in the SEC But they ain't no excuse 46% defensively Y'all giving up some pretty favorable matchups aren't you You're not going to win games that way uh, Vandy was 12th in the SEC in scoring Averaging 24.6 points per game And defensive they were dead last averaging, uh, Allowing 36 points per game I look at this I look at Vandy I'm like wow what if Vandy was in another conference Vandy don't want to be in another conference But you take, you take a step back, you look at it like, wow, this team will be really good in the Mountain West or they could probably be really pretty decent in the AAC. It's like it's difficult to win in the SEC. If you want to know how difficult it is to win in the SEC, look at Vandy. Just just look at them. They're running back left and starting back at, you know, running back at, at Kentucky. It's it's It's, it's crazy. So let's talk about the players that I'm watching offensively for the Commodores. Uh, wide receiver Will Shepard, he's the guy that I'm looking at, I'm watching offensively. He had a PFF grade of 75.2. He was targeted 116 times, 60 receptions for 768 yards and 9 TDs. I want to see the connection between him and A.J. Swan. How much work did they put in before practice? How much work did they put in after practice? Is that like that that six cents type of ordeal with these two but 116 times he was targeted. They tried to get him the ball, CC receptions. Uh, that's almost two to one. I like to see them numbers be a little bit better. So if they plan on targeting him that amount of times, I want to see around 75, 80, 85 catches this season, which I think they can do. Defensively, I'm looking at the anchor position. I'm looking at cornerback CJ Taylor. He's a nickel. He had a PFF grade just under 75, 74.6. I'm sorry, yeah, 74.6. 49 tackles and 10 pressures. Clearly, they don't mind blitzing. Let's talk about the betting perspective of this game. Uh, FanDuel has Vandy as a 17.5 favorite. You guys probably looking at last season game, but why? should they won by 53. Why isn't it 25, 35? Just not how the way the, the world works. For starters, it was Timmy Chang's first year there. They, they changed the system. System's installed. The game should be a lot closer. Granted, I'm going with Vandy outright. Um, I think Vandy does cover the spread. And I believe both teams will get over the over under. My prediction for this game: 38-20, twenty. I'm taking Vandy. Up next, we got the conference game, the game that I believe will be the best overall game this weekend. Is this FIU and LA Tech, LA Tech game? Let's talk about the FAU side of the, the uh, FIU side of things. Coach McIntyre, first season at FIU was one to just forget about. They lost seventy-three to zero to the Hilltoppers. I'm the type of person when something like that happens. I got 73 zero on my phone. I got the box score on my phone. Every time I look at it, I'm, I'm seeing it. I got it in my locker. I got it sitting on my desk. When I open the refrigerator and I want to make me a vegan grilled cheese, I'm grabbing my vegan margarine over top of the little cubby joint. I got 73 nothing written on there because I never want to be publicly disrespected like that again. I don't. But I do have some optimism for the Panthers fans. McIntyre, where he's been, he's had some shaky starts. But he has also reached some successes after he gets everything instilled the way that he wants to be instilled. we seen it at San Jose State. we also seen it with Colorado who ended up playing in a Pac-12 game. So there is reason for optimism in Miami. Even though... We've seen the game we've seen last year. There's still reason for optimism. So, FIU has to be much better on down the distance, both offensively and defensively. Success rate of 38% uh, offensively throughout the playbook. Just throw it out. 46% defensively. Both numbers I'm not a fan of, but it's wrong for improvement. I just told you about Coach McIntyre, how things tend to get better. Players to watch offensively. I'm watching Grayson James. He had 11 touchdowns, 11 interceptions last year. But I'm hoping with the all season, I'm hoping things are just working a lot better, and I believe that those stats can be a lot better this upcoming season. Also, South Dakota transfer running back Shamari Lawrence is another one I'm watching. Uh, with the Jackrabbits last season, he rushed for 597 yards on 107 carries and three touchdowns. That's pretty damn solid. He could be dynamic out the backfield. Defensively, the player to watch is nickel corner Jamal Potts. He had 56 tackles. Uh, Six-and-a-half tackles for loss, one sack, one forced fumble. And then middle linebacker, this dude, this middle linebacker, he may be the best defensive player in the conference. That's Donovan Manuel. 97 tackles last season, eight-and-a-half uh, tackles for loss. Both Athlon Sports and Field still had this guy first team all-conference USA for the preseason 2023. This dude is legit. Jim Nagy, if you're watching, yes. This kid needs to be in Mobile. Let's talk about the L.A. Tech side of things. L.A. Tech, if you haven't seen an interview with our lead college football analyst, Nino Brown, he's talking to Smoke Harris and Hank Backemeyer. It's a funny interview. The dude, Hank uh, Backemeyer, he's hilarious, bro. He's naturally hilarious. He don't even be trying to be funny, but, bro, it's just too funny. Make sure y'all check that out. Though I think, and I said this in the opening, though I think the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky are the best team in a conference, I think it's clear. I do believe that LA Tech can compete for the title. I, I really do, even even though they had the record that they had last season. I believe they're a top three or four team in a conference, and that can be better. I just believe that, that that is the floor. Offensively, the big three for Louisiana, I mentioned two of them already. That's Marquise uh, Crosby, the running back, uh, wide receiver Spake, uh Smoke Harris, and then Hank hey, Backemaier in year two of Sonny Cromie's offense, should be able to put up points. Let's talk about uh, Marquise Crosby a little bit. He averaged five yards a carry, had 919 yards and nine touchdowns last season. That was as a red shirt freshman. Smoke Harris, if you look at Smoke Harris, you're thinking of running back. He reminds me of a guy I used to watch back in the day, one of my favorite players, Eric Metcalf, where he was beastly at running back at Texas. Um, at uh Texas in college, and then in the NFL, he had some success with the Cleveland Browns, but we had seen to have a lot of successes where he would get some carries, some time. You know, he would run routes sometimes out of the slot. So I believe. I truly believe that Smoke Harris will have success this season as well. 66 catches last season, 640 yards, five TDs. It'll be interesting to see how they use them. Um, I think he'll be one of those first down targets of Hank Backmire and they'll find different ways to get him the ball. just Sweeps, all that type of things. Success rate for the Bulldogs wasn't good either. Uh, 39% offensively, 46% defensively. I don't like it. Uh, Players to watch. Cornerback, Willie Roberts. PFF, uh, he had a coverage grade of 72.6. Four interceptions, four players breakups. And then safety, Cecil Singleton had a run defensive grade of 72.9. 56 tackles, five pass breakups. Two sacks, three forced fumbles, one interception. Those are the players to watch in this game. Let's talk about the betting aspect of this game. FanDuel has LA Tech as a 9.5 favorite. And I struggle with it because I, I believe FIU is going to be much, much improved this season. So I struggle with it. Um, the over-under 59.5, almost 60 points. That's a tough one too. Uh, but give me LA Tech. I think they win a the game. Um, do they cover the spread? I don't know if they cover the spread. It's home It's a night game Okay, I'll say they cover the spread I'll do that on the fly And they'll put up some points Uh, Score prediction I don't have one But both teams are going to score Let's move right along to that Notre Dame And Navy game in Dublin, Ireland It's a lot to talk about with this game Because I, I believe that I know Notre Dame fans didn't miss it, but if you aren't a Notre Dame fan and just a general fan of college football and you watch a lot of teams or you have a different team other than Notre Dame, you might have missed the fact that Navy and Notre Dame had a close game last year. Other than Memphis and the Tulsa game, Navy was competing in every game. They lost a handful of games by six, uh, a few games by three. They were competitive. They struggled to score, but they, they were competitive. So I do not expect the debacle that we seen back in 2012. I don't, I, I don't expect that at all. Let's talk more about the Navy side of things. So first thing first, when you're when you're playing the Navy, or Army, or Air Force, even though Army and Navy are, are both going to be passing more this season, you know that time of possession is going to play a huge role in this game. It it just is like their ability to the run a rock from the quarterback position, running back position with their superbacks is just is just phenomenal. So let's talk about Ireland, Dublin. Uh, I'm sorry, Dublin, Ireland, for a second. The game last season between Northwestern and Nebraska, the social media platform formerly known as Twitter, was fantastic. I don't know if you guys remember that week. I remember it. I remember the memes, people trolling. The Scott Fire, Scott Frost, was trending. And it happened a few weeks later. I just remembered that game and looking at him like, yo, what am I watching? I I can't believe what I was watching. And the fans were engaged. And it's amazing that the fans were engaged because football, American football, is is cool to them. It's, it's, you know, it's different. But football, Americana, I'm I'm, I'm sorry, that's football. But, like, football, soccer is, is what they really like. So, to, to see that they were engaged in the game, they were drunk, and the fact that Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish is coming to town, oh, they about to be wasted. They could go, they go be wasted in a, in, a, in a crowd. I think they go going to enjoy the game. Let's talk more about Navy. Before we get into Navy, though, I want to see a couple things with this game. I want to see who is going to Dublin, Ireland as a tourist and who's going as business as usual. We came, to get here, uh, we came here to get a W. We're going to get this W and we're taking it back home. I need to see who's going to be doing that. So, Navy was second to last in scoring in AAC last year. They have 21.9 points per game with a success rate of 37. And it's for, for these teams that run a style of offense that's run, 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 run heavy, it's not surprising that the success rate is 37 is is difficult to do. It's difficult to know that you're gonna run the ball, you know, eighty five, ninety percent times of the game, and you know teams know it. So defensive coordinators are going to scheme for it. So Navy has to get out of the bad second and down situations and even worse third uh, down to go. Defensively, the player that I'm watching uh, for Navy is Colin Ramos. He is a dog, man. He had 79 tackles, four sacks, two forced formals, and one interceptions. Uh, defensively, uh, Navy finished fourth in the AAC in points per game. They allowed 23.4 points per game and a success rate of 39%. Isn't too shabby. I'll take that. I believe both of these teams... Can play defense. We know Marcus Freeman is a defensive guy. We'll talk about Notre Dame in a second. Players to watch offensively for Navy like uh, is uh, Dabba Fofana. He had a uh, uh, 679 yards on 183 carries last season with six touchdowns. Let's talk about Notre Dame. Getting Sam Hartman in the transfer portal, and I believe Sam Hartman is the best quarterback Notre Dame has had in a long time. I don't believe Jimmy Clausen is is in the discussion. Some people may believe that. Brady Quinn, okay. I can see that. And then we start going back a little bit further. We start thinking of, you know, the Rick Myers. Okay. Tony Rice's. I believe Sam Hartman is their best quarterback they had in a long time. So let me know in the comment section how you you feel about that. Last season, Hartman had a PFF grade of 88.4. Phenomenal. 3,700 yards, 38 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Offensively, Notre Dame had a success rate of 45 and a half. Marcus Freeman, first year. That can go up, and if it goes up, that that's going to be scary. Notre Dame's going to do some damage. Interested to see how well Chris Tyree makes that transition from running back to wide receiver. It's not easy to do. I mentioned Eric Metcalf earlier. It's, it's not easy to do. Let's see if we can do it. Uh Audrey, uh Steen is looking to build on his 2022 campaign. He had 906 yards, nine touchdowns, and in my opinion, for my money, the best tackle duel in all of college football. And Blake Fisher and Joe Alt, <laughs> Sam uh, Hartman at the helm, this team should 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 do some damage offensively. What the defensive minded coach? That'll be interesting. Uh, defensively, uh, Notre Dame is returning amazing production. We're talking about six players that had PFF grades of 70 and higher. Teams who are returning production, they got high IQ players on the field, they're going to be dangerous. Let's talk about the betting aspect of this game. Notre Dame is favored by 20 and a half points. I don't think they cover. I I want to say they cover. I don't think they cover. And that's even, you know, with Sam Hartman, you know, even with the big three. Um, But, you know, having two good defenses That explains why the over and under is only 49 and a half Because they believe in these two defenses Notre Dame wins the game um, I believe they still win by a sizable amount I just don't think they're going to win by that 20 and a half That FanDuel, our friends, our West are projecting So, give me Notre Dame I say they win 35 to 17 This is a fun episode I love doing this Week one starts next week. Super excited for it. Looking forward to it. But we can't jump to week one without saying week zero. I told you guys earlier, most excited game I am excited to see. I'm definitely going to watch a great deal of them. Um, A couple of them, I'll I'll have them on uh, both TVs. But that that 930 game between Florida International and LA Tech, that's going to be one heck of a game. As I always like to say, do something nice with somebody normally wouldn't do. Always pay it forward. Peace and love. Peace and blessings. And until next time, y'all already know what it is. One. Welcome, welcome, welcome. To, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Governor of College Football.